Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. Do you want to hear a joke? I do. Go for it. Uh, how did the butcher introduce his wife? Uh, how? He said, meet Patty. Terrible. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm Tim. And here today with us on the podcast is... Glenn Kirkwood, that referral guy. Yeah, I'm going to give you applause or a laugh. We'll see. Damn it. There we go. There it is. Hey, Glenn, how are you going? Good, mate. I like a bit of both. <laughs> yeah. I think all the best uh, interviews have both laughing and clapping. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just as long as there's no booing. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have that button. Although we do have a... Wait, what is it? Mm, it's close. It's close. Yep. I often cop that from Dan. <laughs> Uh, uh, Tim, uh, before we do anything, I just want to mention, yeah. uh, if you're not watching here on the stream, Tim's drinking a Two Drunk Accountants beer. Yeah, I am. I am. It's official. So uh, hold that up to the screen there. <laughs> Glenn, if you'd like, we can, uh, next time we see you, we can get you a, a Two Drunk Accountants beer. Are you a beer drinker? Or? I would love one. I All would right. love one. Beautiful. Yeah. Fantastic. Brewed by... The man, the legend, Warren Garth. <laughs> well, I kind of feel out because I've got a Canterbury Girls coffee. That's all <laughs> nice. right. uh, Sarah, who works with us, just slapped a sticker on my water bottle. So that's good. Mm. So you've got a two drunk accountant's water. Yes. Mm. You I need think Tim's got the best deal. Yeah. <laughs> it would be more your style to have like a cocktail. Yeah, nice. The, uh, uh, umbrella. A two drunk accountant's Cosmo or a two drunk accountant's uh, <laughs> lovely glass of wine. <laughs> These are all options. <laughs> uh, all right, Tim. What, what is, is the, the Tim, Tim and Dello? Tim, how's your week? It's been great. Um, I'm on holidays from tomorrow, Dan. So that is why I've cracked a beer. Yeah, you are. You are on holidays. Mm. I believe you're driving up to uh, up north. Up to Byron Bay. Yes. Yeah, you're stopping somewhere on the way back too? Uh, no, we're actually going, we're coming all the way. So we're, we're going to stay at another location near Byron Bay. Okay. I forget the name of it. It starts mm. with the sea. Um, but yeah, we're going to drive back and uh, pick up Dora the dog and head down to Mollymook. So completely oh, so different you're directions. Go all the way south. Yeah, yeah, That's for a, an engagement party. All oh, right. Are you going to stay at home one night in the middle there, or just how far is Mollymook? Uh, it is four and a half hours from the central coast. So that's like with There's stops. That's a good fifteen-hour drive. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. So we're staying at home in yeah, between. Good. Then. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, what about you, Dan? What's been happening? Well, I'm still at work uh, for the rest of the week, but I'm on leave all of next week. So, the reason that Tim and I are both on leave this week is we were meant to be in Fiji mm. uh, from tomorrow. Have you had any cancelled trips, Glenn, from the, uh, the COVID? Or? Not really. Um, and mm. my only update for the week is I'm going to go and play croquet. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a oh, yearly awesome. event that we do with about eight lads uh, oh, that's at Mossman Croquet Club. It's an unusual sport. That's yeah. cool. But that and a couple of those two drunk accountant beers around uh, for the next two hours, it'll be a lot of fun on Friday. That sounds awesome, actually. You should start a croquet. I feel like you you could get into the croquet. I think yeah. I could get into the croquet. I think I'd be better at croquet than um, golf, for instance. 
<laughs> yeah, well, it's not, it's not hard. I've seen you play golf. I think you could do anything better than the way you play golf. <laughs> All right, come on. <laughs> well, the good thing about the way that um, Dan plays golf is he only has to have one good shot for the entire round and he's happy. Yeah, that's he's true. Similar to me. Whereas you, you go around and you get frustrated with every swing. <laughs> I could have done better. I could have done this. I could have done that. How did you know, Glenn? You yeah. are so yeah. right. The, the expectation from, <laughs> from me is much lower. So anything above barely passable, I'm ecstatic. Like, yeah. look at that. That actually landed on the fairway. True. Uh, how good I'm is that shot? I'm just happy when I hit it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. Those were the days before I had false expectations of myself. <laughs> I blame Orford man on the street for that. I do too. Yeah. Uh, all right, Tim. Do you have a business update? I have a business update. Far away. Uh, my update this week is that it is the last week um, mm. starting now of yeah. the first round of JobKeeper. Yes. So, it ends officially on the 27th, I think, ending in that week, and the new one starts on the 28th of September. So, essentially, that means if you don't think you're going to be eligible, um, which we've spoken about on a previous episode, which is just a 30% reduction of the September quarter on the September 2019 quarter, mm. um, if you're not going to meet that basic test and you don't think you passed any of the alternative tests, then you need to stop paying your employees the JobKeeper amount. This is a really good point, Dan, because um, I can definitely see some people making the mistake of paying a JobKeeper top up. Yep. So, the way it works, Glenn, is if someone's earning under $750 at the moment, their employer tops them up. So, let's just say you're sick all week, mm -hmm. they would still be paid $750 and the employer would get that back from the government. Mm -hmm. But if they're for some reason not eligible for the extension mm. and they mistakenly pay the $750, then they're just overpaying people and they'll never get that money back. And, and not just that, that the JobKeeper rate is reducing and it's yes. different for full-time and part-time employees now. So, even if you are still eligible and you just pay them the $750, you're paying them too much. It's less now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yes. so just be aware of that, everybody. Be aware that, yeah, this is your final week of the JobKeeper and from next week onwards, uh, you need to go either back to normal or you need to make adjustments to the rate that you're paying everybody. Mm. That is my business update this week. I like it, Dan. Mm. You want to hear another business update? Go for it. Um, my new haircut. It's business. <laughs> 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 That's I what was. my account tells me too. It's an expense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm your account. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I think you're mistaken, man. I think uh, Tim's constantly telling you that his haircut is business. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm actually getting my haircut tomorrow. So it was Vin was Vinny in a good mood Vinny. today? Yeah. He was I told him I recommended you to him. Yep. And I said that you told me he's your boy now <laughs> as well. And we barely spoke the entire haircut. So, he's going to be very surprised to hear that I called him my boy. Yeah. Have you got uh, a preferred hairstylist, Glenn? For, uh, I do, Bruno. And Bruno. he asked the same questions. He's been in Canterbury for 40 odd years and yeah. his brother is in the city. And he asked the same questions every time I go, <laughs> like I'm a new person and I've really? been going. Yeah. And I've been going there for about seven years. So, I have to answer the same questions. And one of them is, how would you like a haircut today? Oh. I am this last month, Bruno. Oh, my God. Is that what you actually tell him? Or yeah, you that's exactly what I've done. I haven't gone through too many phases of uh, hairstyles. Oh. When you don't have much, you uh, don't have many ways to cut it. <laughs> Love it. That's uh, great. 
Very good. Well, that's a good business update, Tim. Um, yep. Let's move on to something um, even worse than that. What is your Tardust tip this week? Tardust tip of the week. Um, so, can I, can I stop you there? You're smashing this. I'm on holidays. <laughs> no, I actually do still have some work to do. But <laughs> yeah, anyway. The long lunch yeah. and just continuing it on writing yeah. the podcast and you're not going back to work after this. <laughs> I'll just go back to worry about it. You get a tax break. You get a tax break. <laughs> um, no, so the Tardos tip this week. Yeah. We're, we're going on holidays, Dan, mm-hmm. right? So it's going to be holidays themed. Yep. Um, so if you have an animal... Um, then <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> if you have an animal, you know that putting your dog in doggy daycare can be quite expensive. Kennels so, aren't cheap. No, they're not. Mm. I thought you said they are cheap. No, they're, they're not they're cheap. Not cheap. Mm. Um, so, uh, the Tardust tip this week is get someone to look after your animal for you. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially an employee mm. who is young and lives at home still <laughs> because they'll enjoy... Living in your house for a week. <laughs> yeah, so this uh, I've seen this tight ass tip um, play out over the course of the last couple of weeks at <laughs> at the office. Uh, Jai, shout out to Jai, Jai, who's recently engaged. Oh yes, by the way, which we can officially announce. We, can. we we half announced it once and then realised we probably shouldn't tell everybody. But yes, uh, shout out to Jai and Micklin for being engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, the funniest part is you leave tomorrow very early. And mm. about 10 minutes ago, as Jai was just leaving the office, he came to your office and said, hey, Tim, what's your address? <laughs> <laughs> he has a key to my house, but he doesn't know the address. So, mm. I'll write it on the key. That's yeah. safe, right? <laughs> it's so safe. <laughs> but yes. yeah, just, to, just announce your address um, on the podcast and have <laughs> yeah. everybody go over there. So, just in case Jai doesn't turn up. <laughs> Look, there is a safe spot. So, for, for a key out the front of my house, under the mat, if you are <laughs> looking for a way a big, in. Big white house. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't lock the back door anyway. Yeah. So, it's fine. Sorry, you got to get a big, scary dad, guard dog. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Lick, lick you to death. Lick you to yeah. death. Yeah. Snuggle into you yeah. until you die. We don't, we don't lock the back door either. It's just funny, really? isn't it? Um, and in fact, we leave the key in the shed just in case uh, it's a new person, but everybody knows where the key is. Um, I've, I've come home sometimes and my daughter's boyfriends have been in the house. Oh or, my God. Um, uh, th- we've organised tradesmen and I've forgotten and they know where the key is. Oh. So they just come in and let themselves in <laughs> rather than crazy. waiting if any of us are late. Well, it's efficient. I mean, you'll never lock yourself out, but Correct. you do run I the risk that. of... Uh, I, that. I thoroughly lock every door and window whenever I leave the house. Mm, yeah, I, I'm along those lines. I like mm. to make it a bit of a... Yeah, I, 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 I do have... Although, in the same vein, I have an open back door. So, <laughs> I'm not doing a very good job, obviously. Interesting. All right. Well, let's move on to our main topic today. Yeah. Yeah. So, we've got Glenn here. He is that referral guy. Mm. And as you would guess, um, he has a wealth of experience in building referral relationships and referral Mm. networks. Um, So, it's a really key thing that I've experienced in our business, Dan, Mm -hmm. and I've seen with clients and businesses in our community that referral relationships can build your business very quickly Mm. and allow you to, I guess, have like a sales team um, working for you for free. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So... That's, that's why we wanted to have Glenn along um, and just pick his brain about um, referral relationships. So, yep. a good place to start would be, um, what is 
a referral relationship, Glenn? Well, first of all, I thought we've done already tight ass Tuesday. Uh, the <laughs> and so if you're talking about um, getting business from other people, it's yeah. sort of like sponging off your mates, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it is a bit in a good way. I love it. This is why in, it probably- In a, in a great way. Probably works Look, for most, me. Most yeah. people um, understand what a referral is. It's an introduction to someone who is looking for that particular product or service. Mm, yep, okay. Yep. Um, the reason why people like referrals is because- People come pre-qualified, mm. depending on the level of education they've received, they come pre-qualified to the business. Yeah. So they're genuinely interested in shopping or buying this particular product and service. They've chatted to a mate or a business colleague who's then suggested, you know, your particular business as being um, a starting point for them to um, to chat to. And usually what they'll do is if they've had some sort of experience with the business, they'll say, here's how I know that they can help you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but... A referral could be anything from writing a, um, a Google review, mm. right, yeah, um, sure. or writing yeah. a testimonial. Yep. Um, yep, you sure. may not know the people that are going to go to that particular business as a result of mm. reading the testimonial, but it's still helping out the business and it's still mm. um, endorsing um, uh, someone. And you generally, uh, well, my experience is that most people don't pay for referrals. Yeah. Some ministers do, but generally uh, they're free. I think I love it. I love it. I think the important part of that is often they come some element of being pre-sold to mm. to working with you already. You know, they more often than not they've been told, "Yes, I'm recommending this person because they've done this for me and I think they can do the same for you." Mm. And that person goes, "Great. I know they've done it for someone else. I want that. I'm going to go see them too. I'm ready to go." Yeah. Um, and more often than not, the referrals we get are kind of in that space. Um, mm. Very rare is that we have to sit down and, and really, you know, pitch hard what we do and, and our services to someone who has been referred to us. They're, they're ready to go. And I think that's a big part mm. of it. That is cool. Yeah, because like Glenn said, it's free, but also yeah. the trust building is already there. Mm. Um, so, with any professional services or product or service, Having trust with your customer is, is probably one of the most important things. And I guess a referral just comes. It just mm. comes with trust. Well, that means that the, in Oops. terms of the way that you gain new business, it would be the lowest cost per acquisition mm. because of yeah. you don't really have to spend anything to get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the conversion factor is really good too. Yeah. Mm. If you look at everything from, say, a website, landing page, um, paid advertising, all that sort of thing, um, that comes with a certain level of conversion. Yep. When it comes by referral, um, the conversion is really high. Yeah, and funnily yeah. enough, in the statistics that uh, we've done over the last twenty years, that people that come to you by referral are also very big referrers themselves. Yeah, so they're going to link you to other people and sort of saying, "This is how I got." I mean, I've I've seen businesses built just mm. purely on referral. Yeah, but you're talking about um, a client having experience and then telling his mates about it. Yeah. Right? Sure. That's one type. Mm. There is actually another type, and that's what I call, say, a referral partner. Mm. And that is where um, someone is in direct, not they're not competing against you, but it's actually in their interest to do the introduction of the other business because it helps them. That, it either mm. adds value or gets their service to happen quicker. Mm. The one that I can think of is when you're going to buy a house. Yep. You... Um, get referrals uh, from, or you might refer the conveyancer and the financer. Mm, yeah, right? yep. you, you want them to do that really quickly, so you want to introduce them to people who um, are speedy and efficient. Yes, so that you can get your sale and your property, and therefore you get paid. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a few key elements to what you just said. Um, one of them is something that we spoke about on, on your show last week and, and we've done the podcast is it's the seven ways to grow. And we, we've mm-hmm. spoken about this a lot on, on our show. Um, but t- two of the ways to grow are more leads and better conversion. So yeah. if you can get yeah. more leads with a better, like inbuilt better conversion rate, you're nailing two of the ways to grow your business straight away. So for, that's, that's one point. For no cost yeah. as well. Yeah, that's Other right. than probably, and we'll get to this, in how to build a referral relationship yeah. mm-hmm. other than time, I suppose. It's yeah. going to cost you time. Absolutely. I'm sure Glenn will explain well, that you can, further. You can but. leverage off that too. I mean, say with a referral partner, you do some type of training with them and then that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. They'll understand all the different types of your business, yeah. um, know how to introduce you. Mm. I mean, some people just want an email, some people want a phone call, some people want you to go out for lunch depending on the value of the item. Yeah. Um, and then um, other people... Um, uh, just refer sporadically, you know, like when yeah. it suits them sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think. And so the, the other part of what I was going to say then was, as you mentioned, you know, a referral partnership, a relationship you have with another business often works two ways then because one, you're getting business sent to you with some mm-hmm. pre-sold and trust element, but also you're providing with, with the best referral relationships, you're providing a service or um, extra value to your clients mm. by referring to people you trust that can offer them something they need. Very so true. if, you know, for instance, in the example that you gave you know, with a conveyancer, um, the real estate doesn't do that. They don't know how to do that, but the client needs it. How convenient. So mm. if they can refer someone that provides a quality service to their client, it's going to look better and make the client more sticky to yep. the real estate agent. Yeah. I also think that um, sometimes you've got to do that just to remain relevant. I mean, mm. some people have a long cycle. If you say sell uh, investment properties, even if you've got a client that is buying property quickly, right? And I'd say even uh, say five to seven years, mm. right? What do you do and how do you communicate with them between those five to seven years to yeah. stay relevant? Yeah. Yeah. One of the great ways to do that is by introducing the professionals that you know that can still help out yeah. their life and their journey. Yes. Right? Mm. So you just ring and say, hey, I don't know if this is for you or not, but I just want to introduce um, this service or this accountant or this legal person and here's why. Mm. And that way you're still remaining relevant to them at, or top of mind is what I call. Yeah, um, that's a really good point. And you're adding a lot of value to the business you're introducing and to your and to your uh, network. That's really cool. Uh, one of my questions, Glenn, was was what would be the best way to build a referral um, network, so a partnership with someone else to refer business to each other? And mm-hmm. I guess just taking it one step further, um, uh, what are the ways to try and frame that in a way that it is, I guess, give as gain? Because... Um, yeah, we were talking off air and one of the things you said is the worst with referrals is that take mentality. Mm. Yeah, like we were talking about it before going, hey, how many emails do you get on a daily basis sort of saying, hey, um, you're an accountant, you must have access to um, the people that I want to meet. Mm. So the email comes across as, hey, what can you give me? What can mm, you give yeah, me? Yes. Um, and you could count on um, uh, one hand um, in a year how many emails you, go, you get that sort of say, hey, Tim and Dan, um, I want to give something to you. Yeah. I want to give something <laughs> yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and they really do stand out. So yes. going, hang on, Dick, what is it you want? Nothing, <laughs> just want to give to you, yeah. right? But if you think about that, um, uh, Dan, had Tim bought you a beer, right, rather than just being on holidays himself and just having it for himself, <laughs> had he have bought you a beer, yeah. um, uh, you would have kind of felt, well, you know, well, maybe it's my turn to buy him one. 
Yeah, right? true. That's true. Well, that's called reciprocity. Yeah. And I think mm. a lot of people don't understand that. Mm. Um, and if you want to stand out in a crowded market today, you should probably go into most equations on going, hey, I want this to be a long-term thing. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea on how they build up trust, mm. but I do know that if I give to them, give to them, give to them, give to them, at some point, what's going to kick in for them is reciprocity and they're going to say, hey, Glenn, how can I help you? And you're like, oh, funny you ask. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just do this. But yeah. I think if you went in with that sort of mentality of giving, you will just stand out leaps and bounds. True. And so, mm. you know, it's okay to use things like social media to find out what's important to them. Mm. So, if I was trying to build a relationship with you guys and I didn't know you, I could research and find out, you know what? They seem to like beer. I could go and... Um, uh, Surprise, surprise, two drunk accountants. Um, yeah. Or being on Dan's side, he might like a wine. Yeah. And I could Correct. stalk him a little bit and sort of going, <laughs> what particular wine? Because I could send you any bottle of wine. Yeah. It'd be great if actually I could send you the grape that is your favourite. Right? <laughs> if, if anyone like, is out there that wants to send us some wine. Okay, what would it be? Um, for a referral relationship here. Uh, I'm enjoying um, a variety of reds right now, mm-hmm. so I'm happy. I'm happy to try anything. Um, you know, Shirazes can be a little bit sharp for me, so I, I'm, I'm venturing kind of into grapes I've never really even heard of. Like a Durif mm-hmm. grape is a new one I'm into. Right. Um, yeah. Is that so, Spanish? No idea where it's from. Okay. All right. <laughs> but the one I had is from um, from Adelaide somewhere. Okay. Well, the, interesting, well, there you go. the interesting thing, I think, Glenn, about that giving mentality, though, is around they will start to see you as a really valuable relationship to have mm. because you'll kind of prove like you have some value to bring and and they'll actually probably start to think, geez, like, why is this person doing this for me? What can I give to them mm. uh, in return? Um, so, yeah, I guess, but at the same rate, you can't just go out and just start giving referrals to someone, right? Like, surely you have to build some sort of a relationship or some sort of framework. Okay, well, so I'll role play a real example with you. Awesome. I won't yeah, give a last name, but there was a lady called Chloe, and she's a copywriter. And she sent me an email sort of saying, hey, I'd like to be able to write an article for you, right? Or write a blog for you. And I've seen that type of thing before. And for me, the alarm bells went off and went, scam. She's going to mm. want something, yeah. all right? Would that sound fairly reasonable to you guys as well? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. So, um, I don't know what made me do it, but I wrote back and sort of said, sure, I'm open to that. (laughs) Um, And she said, well, um, I need to do a little bit of research. Uh, She took down some details and then um, about two weeks later on sent me this article and I read it and went, wow, that's brilliant. (laughs) Right? That's awesome. I then she said, "Listen, um, if you load it up, um, please don't change anything. If you do, let me know about it, yeah. and then send me a link to the work." Well, I'm really happy and sad to say that her blog got seven times the readership that my stuff gets. <laughs> wow! <laughs> um, and then that was it. She just said, "Hey, thanks very much. Uh, thanks for leaving it intact the way that it was written. Really appreciate that." Nothing. That's awesome. About um, a month later on, she contacts me again and says, um, I'd like to write another one for you. Do you have a particular area of topic that you want to focus on? I said, yep, this is what's going on in the marketplace today. Um, I'd love either something like this or something like that. And um, two weeks later on, another article comes. 
And nice. even after the first one, I was thinking, okay, what do you want? Where do I pay? Because <laughs> mm, right? yeah, yeah. I'm used to writing probably something about $800 I thought the article was worth. Yeah. And I've paid for things like that before. Okay. Um, but she didn't ask for anything. Mm. And the second time she didn't ask for anything. Mm. And when I reached out to her, I said, hey, um, what can I do to help you? Mm. I even found myself going, oh, my God. That's exactly what I keep on talking about. Mm. I have this desire to want to help this lady. Yes. Well, as it so happens, uh, about uh, another month after that, there's a client that I was working with who uh, runs a gym yeah. and um, they needed a copywriter. And two days after that, there's another company that uh, I do some work for, Sync Surveys, and they also need their complete website rewritten. Wow. Um, and um, she's going to do all that work as well. How good. So, and I've just done the introductions and I took the time to actually explain to these people, hey, listen, this is how I know this person. Mm. This is what she's given for me. Here are the links to the articles of the quality of work. Mm. So if you were to think about that from a business perspective, yeah. she's done two articles mm. and now got two extra clients out of it. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, marketing. awesome. It's great. That's really cool. And it's like it is free for her. All it cost mm -hmm. her was her time. So the, there's that small investment of time. But if you're building a business and you have time, then what better way to use it than to do marketing like that and build relationships? I mean, mm. you know so many people, Glenn, um, that you're likely to probably refer her on to many other people. You also have your own show. And I mean, like, yeah, she, she probably, I wonder if she Facebook stalked you. <laughs> she she, she might have. Um, look, I did ring her up to sort of say, hey, listen, I'd like to have you on the show. I'd like to, I'd love to have a copywriter and, and see what, what sort of else we could, uh, what sort of work we could get you. Um, unfortunately, she doesn't leave the house. She doesn't do phone calls and she, there's no way that she would do video at all. Wow. So, she's a bit of a recluse. Okay. She's found a way to connect with people and all my correspondence um, is via email. So, wow. actually, I've got no idea whether or not um, Chloe is Chloe. Um, it sounds a bit uh, like except the, the fact that um, the two articles that came on were really on point mm. um, with what I said. So she listened to the brief, and then when I gave her a complete different industry, she was able to do that work as well. So wow. it's not someone in my industry that's just trying to, you know, I don't know, um, get on side with me or whatever. But when I referred her to another business, she was able to do that as well. So she is a copywriter. That sounds. This sort of sounds like a bit of a gossip girl situation we've got mm. going here. XO, like XO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great writer. Yeah. Good mm. articles. Yeah. But very mysterious mm. as well. It I like mysterious. it, Chloe. Mm. So yeah, I think I think that was really good. So in kind of an answer to Tim's question was, you know, can you just give things? Um, or do you need to build that relationship? It's kind of both. You, you can build the relationship by giving something to start with and, and to see how you go. And, and hopefully from that, you then get trust because you did something that they saw value in. Yeah, um, I would almost say that's the, a more important thing to do, I yeah. guess, based off what Glenn is saying, is mm. to give them, come with something you can give them. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. Trust is an unusual commodity um, in that... Uh, there are plenty of things that we trust people around, mm. right? It doesn't, it's not always favorable. Like I have one friend, I can always trust him to be late, <laughs> right? <laughs> so um, it's not necessarily a good thing. Um, so what you're really trying to establish is if it's in regards to business, um, you're trying to establish trust in a either value given or a um, they excel at the type of work they do. Mm. I think a lot of people make the mistakes that they have to be friends with people mm. rather than establishing, you know, I, when I'm referring, say, a cat's, I'm referring um, people who uh, 
like to be able to ring anybody in the office, fun, get the work done, very good at the compliance sort of stuff. Um, but there's personalities behind that. Yeah. All right. Um, and there's a particular type of business that I'm looking for when I'm referring you on. Mm. All right. Yeah. Um, so, but I actually don't have to be friends with uh, Tim or Dan or, or mm. Warren. And I think a lot of people make the mistake of that and yeah. they try and just create friendships and you're sort of going, mm, I've got mm. enough friends. Yeah. Right? Um, true. So, uh, yeah, that, that is a good point. Keep it business. Um, uh, let's say that I'm a, a business um, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, you know what? I don't really have any referral partners. I don't really have any friends. I think this is a space that um, mm. I could get into. Uh, the first thing that would come to my mind would be, well, where do I start? Well, what kind of referral partner do I want? What, what would you suggest people look at when they start to think, all right, who should I try and get as a partner? Mm. Or how can I get more referrals from my customers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, both questions. Well, there's, there's two there. There's one yeah. um, is your customers. Um, got an example of that. Um, there's a, a, a dentist um, called Patty. Um, <laughs> and I know this sounds like uh, the joke of the it week. Sort of thing, joke, yeah. a, a dentist <laughs> named Patty. Um, every client that comes to him, um, they come to him by referral. Mm. And... When he sits down and he explains, hey, listen, let's have a look at your teeth. We're looking for the life cycle of um, you being with us for a long time. Mm. Um, he also explains to them that we don't do any marketing. The only way that we do marketing is um, by referral. Mm. So as a result of us doing some work on your dental work, right, you over the next 12 months need to be able to refer us to clients. Okay. Yeah. Now, the only way that's going to happen is if we wow you with service mm. and, and meet your expectations with, you know, what's going to happen with your um, dental work. Mm. Um, and we train you on the types of people that we're looking for. Yeah. But that's a condition of doing business with him. Mm. All right. Now, he is 15% higher than any other dentist in the area. And there's a six month wait. Wow. Right? Because every client that he gets introduces him to two more. Mm. Right, so if you just think about that Crazy. for a second. Now, that's one of the reasons why I built um, uh, Sync, the same, you know, that other business that I have, mm. um, exactly that way. Every client that comes to us introduces us to four, at least four. If they can't do four, then they don't have a good enough network and we can't work with them. Yeah. Right. Um, then the second one, uh, Dan, you were talking about referral partners. Yeah. What I want you to think about here is, who has, you've got to look at it from your client's perspective, all right? There's a lot of stuff that's going on in their particular world. Mm. Um, let's just say, um, say a young couple, like um, say uh, Tim um, <laughs> and his beautiful bride or even Jai <laughs> and his bride-to-be. Yeah. So yeah. we know that um, Jai is uh, planning the wedding. So there's a bunch of people that he's got to meet. Mm. You know, he's got a, a yeah. suit guy, a, a gown for the for the his beautiful bride to be, mm -hmm. but he's also got to do the ring, the cake, the um, the photography, the re reception, you know, the church, all of that sort of thing, mm. right? And then of course, once they get married, what do most people do? Go on a honeymoon. Get divorced. Oh, no. <laughs> wow, you're thinking. Is everything okay, quick, Tim? Tim? <laughs> How's the oh, marriage sorry. go there, mate? 50% chance. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, they go on a honeymoon. So then you've got a travel planner, um, uh, someone who can organize your travel plans, right? And then, of course, you come back from the, the honeymoon and then your parents are sort of saying, when are you moving out of home? When are you buying a place? Right? Mm. And it just continues. So imagine if you were, say, the uh, person that makes the cake. All right. You're not the first person to be called. Right. So think of all the businesses before you. Think of the jeweler. 
the um, it could have been the uh, um, the gym guy who gets you in shape so that you can fit into the dress or the the yeah. um, yep. uh, the tux the venue uh, could be the tux guys mm. all of those people mm. are possible referral partners yeah. for you yeah. Yeah. so you go and approach those businesses and say hey listen um, here's how we could work together yeah. right mm. and then of course you got to think of the bride and groom they get they they buy your service and then you start to introduce them to the people afterwards like the travel planner or mm. the um, the church True. or the celebrant True. so you got to think of it you know the people the the, the businesses before you and also the businesses mm. after you so that you can keep that client because by the way when you get married right or when Jai gets married he then has an experience and if it continues on you're going to stay in that person's um uh world sure. and uh, receive referrals for them as well. True. So yeah. you could actually build referrals for the people after you. Mm. I've actually built it with other businesses going, hey, listen, I don't know what it costs you to get a client, but just say if you're, um, if you're a florist and the average um, uh, flowers for a, for a wedding is probably about 4,000, mm. right, uh, or anything from 1,000 to 4,000, you could sort of say all of my people that come and buy cakes from me if they come and buy uh, flowers from you through an introduction from me, what would you say about 10%? Mm. Mm. I was right? about to ask that. So financial- Because they're going to they're gonna spend that money on Facebook advertising or True. marketing somehow. Mm. Why not get a genuine, real good opportunity through every referral? So mm. that's a way that you can actually profit from yeah. the referral. So you right? think that is a, a valid incentive to offer a referral partner is, is some sort of commission? Um, I've got to be honest there. I used to get asked all the time. Mm. People would throw money at me. Uh, money doesn't really turn me on. Yeah. Money, turn, what I can do with money does. So yeah. I had to get uh, really good at sort of saying, you know what, I can't be seen to be taking referrals. But tell you what, I have absolutely loved donating to MacArthur Disability Services. Mm. So um, any right. fees that you want to pay, if you're going to pay that normally, then if you donate to them mm. on my behalf, that'd be great. Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Because I, I, like I think there are... There are definitely industries that are the kind of industries that it's just common practice that they just give out a referral fee. That's mm. that's part of it. And, yeah. you know, the, the, even all that was part of the Royal Commission with mm. uh, right. mortgage broking in the banking and industry and, and giving kickbacks and tra- trail commissions and, you know. Financial all, products and insurance. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, all, all these things have been looked at recently. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it is an interesting discussion to think about, well, if you know, let's say you're one of those downstream businesses from somebody and you know, mm-hmm. I can't really send anyone back to you. There's nothing I can give you. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot you can give me. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Then apart from some type of financial kickback, what else could you think would be an option mm. to really provide them with something? You know, there might be the odd referral back, but, mm. but if you're, you know, one of these people that is downstream, um, you know, if you're a conveyancer, there's not going to be many people you're sending to the real estate agent to buy a house because mm. they're coming to you after that. True. I get, yeah. You do have to think about that, but I've mm. seen where um, I've seen real estate agents that um, sort of said, hey, listen, um, uh, I have these coupons for a painter. Like one of the things you, you do when you move into a house, right, mm, yeah. is you want to start remodeling and, and changing everything that you just bought, right? <laughs> so um, I've seen people walk around with, you know, say a, a $500 off your painting job. So mm. if you're going to paint a house, it might be about 20 grand, 18, 20 grand, mm. right? 
to get $500 off, you're looking at saving everything you can. Mm. So you could actually build an incentive to sort of say, hey, listen, um, I've got these painting coupons. If you um, go through us, um, you'll get one of these as a bonus. Yeah, so you can provide more value by providing that referral to that client. Correct. So you could start looking at your referral partners and going, Mm. okay, well, what could I give to them Mm. that would be of value? And everything from um, what you guys did for me a couple of weeks ago, um, it could be, well, we normally sit down with um, our clients for half an hour to do a, a check. But Glenn, if you introduce us to someone, we will give them the full hour. Mm. All right. Yep. Half an hour we're going to give away for free anyway, but it then positions me to go actually out to my target market mm. and sort of saying, hey, listen, yep. guys, um, if you need to chat around, you know, just say the, the, the uh, tax um, laws or um, JobKeeper, mm. it's mm. been some changes. Yep. I've got 10 of these um, vouchers to give away. Mm. All right. Um, that adds value to me looking good in front of my clients. Yeah, that's cool. Them getting a bonus thirty minutes, and then you you run the potential of actually uh, um, getting a client. And yeah. I think that's the way that you've got to start thinking about it. How can it be a win for the prospect? Yeah. A win for the person who's the referral partner, mm. and a win for your business as well. Yeah. Would you need to be mutually exclusive in a referral relationship? Can you refer to a few people and receive referrals from a few people? Hmm. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, yes, I think you always sh- should be referring a couple of different people for a couple of different reasons. One, okay. you should always look at the, um, the prospect's need. Mm. You shouldn't actually always be referring um, the person True. because, and that's what you're talking about before, the Royal Commission, you're either getting a yeah. kickback or something like that. Um, but if you ask the right sort of questions for the prospect, and, uh, then you, know, you should have enough referral partners in there sort of saying, you know what? I'm going to choose this person for this reason. Yeah. So I think you should be building up lots of um, referral partners yeah. uh, because there shouldn't be an expectation that, oh, listen, Tim and Dan, you should be sending me five to 10 referrals uh, a month. It yeah. should just be like, hey, we're grateful for all the referrals that you send us yeah. um, for the ones that um, are a good fit for us. Yeah. We'll leave that to your decision now. And yeah. It's also not putting all your eggs in one basket, I suppose, because things change, people change, um, so yeah, uh, it's good to have a few different, yeah. um, options. People, people are sometimes busy. What if the person you're referring them to is too busy and they're yeah. like, look, Hey, hey, hey my books are closed. Uh, you know, well, you did say stuff. something, Dan, sorry, you're going to say something, Dan. Uh, I, I was just going to say, basically reiterating what Tim said, just that yeah, you don't want to have all your eggs in that one basket because yeah, not every client is a direct fit for every person. So if a right. business, you know, you're, you're dealing with someone, mm. Glenn, and they come to you and say, hey, I really want to work with someone um, to go through my figures and financials and help me grow my business and, and help me understand what I'm looking at and, and do all that, then you go, great. I know I'm probably going to be able to send them to the cats guys and they're going to be able to help. Mm. If someone came to you and says, hey, I just want to be dodgy on my tax and mm. my goal is just not pay any tax, even if I'm meant to, then, you know, they're probably not a good fit for the cats mm. team. They're probably a good fit for dodgy guy Someone down else. the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, By the way, just yeah. down the road on Wyong Road. There's a few. It's me and Dan's the other one. You mentioned before, like, what if you don't have someone you can't refer back upstream to? Mm. All right. Um, there are still things if you take an interest in the business that you can do for them. For sure. The example, if you take on, say, the real estate conveyance, a mortgage broker, let's just say by the time they go to the real estate agent, um, the next person they've got to see is usually a pest building inspector, mm. right? 
it would be rare that the person building inspector could refer back upstream to the accountant. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, sorry, to the real estate agent. Um, but you could ask the real estate agent sort of saying, hey, listen, what is it? Where do you get your referrals to from? Mm. All right. When you start asking questions on what can I do to help you, mm. you'll end up with um, things like, uh, we could put you in our newsletter and promote you. Yeah. We could write a Google review for you. Yeah, we nice. could find you mortgage brokers and say, hey, listen, if you come across clients, you should use this particular real estate agent. Yeah, cool. And you start thinking there are other ways rather than just direct referrals that you can help a business. Yeah. And when you think about shopping things, you're sort of going, you know, I do look at Google reviews. I do look at um, uh, uh, the, the people around me that say, who should I shop with? I read, there are some people's newsletters that I read more than others and going, wow, this is the third time I've seen this particular business come up mm. and they're promoting them. Yeah. Um, you could also sponsor an event, you know, like uh, if you're sitting out there, you could mm, be sure. um, designing of a beer right, and then sponsor the show, the two drunk accountants, right, and just send them a crate of beer all the time. Well, uh, look, we're open to that. We would accept that. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's plenty of things you can do when you ask and take a, a deeper dive into someone's business, mm. um, and I think you should have probably about six to eight of those relationships. Mm. So, I was just asking myself, Glenn, how do we get that? How do we get someone to send us a crate of beer every month? And I just answered it by saying, well, I need to obviously start going out and giving to other people yeah. for nothing. And then that will become a full circle. Yeah. And potentially, I'll get a crate of beer every month. Yeah. I, t- I tell you what, why don't you, um, I know you've, you've uh, got one there, the two drunk accounts, but why don't every week um, you come on and just review a craft beer? All right. It's- Eventually, a craft beer company is going to come up or, a, mm. or someone who sells liquor and sort of saying, you know what, they're promoting a beer um, every week. I'm just going to send them a 12-pack of different sure. beers yeah. and um, you're going to say, wow, look at us. We got these beers from ABC. Yep. Right? Or sent to us by the dodgy accountant who wants to get a name for himself. <laughs> yeah. right? But that's, that's, how you, that's how you're constructed. You're sort of going, mm. I found something that's of interest to Tim. Mm. I'm going to provide that particular service mm. right, or give it to him. Um, you can't help yourself and going, look, look at that. Somebody yes. from last week's show sent me this. Yeah, right? Mm. Yeah, no, I think that is a good point. Um, I think a lot of businesses could learn just from, you know, coming full circle back to the beginning, having that giving mentality and going into these relationships with what can I provide them? I know they can provide me with something, but what can I provide them to show them? that I'm, you know, a willing partner in this. It's sort of like, I guess, having that like growth mindset or open mindset towards Mm. opportunities. Yeah. What were you going to say, Glenn? Do your research, Mm. find out if that's the type of business you want to be um, dealing with and you can just see it. I Mm. mean, if you look on, I mean, social media makes it very easy to see if someone's the right sort of values. Yeah. Right. So, if they've listened to the podcast, I mean, you guys are actually giving away a lot more um, all the time. Mm. There's no, there's no doubt. I know why. Dan, and I remember when, Dan, you first came into the business, but I can really see how you've gelled well because you're fun, you're likable. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the core values of cats when that when I first mm-hmm. met them. Mm-hmm. So, if you're not someone, you're, you're very serious and process-driven, mm-hmm. um, then don't look at sponsoring these guys because mm-hmm. at some point you, you're you going to be too serious for them, mm-hmm. right? And so you should lighten up. But if you're someone who likes to have a good time, relaxed a little bit sort of thing and looking for a good partner, these guys might be a good fit for you. Mm, yeah. Right? I think so. so have a look yeah. at the values. What's what's of importance to them? Yeah, that's an yeah, interesting values. point. Looking for the values of your referral partners and si- similar things. I think the last point that I, I would kind of think about would be 
a starting point would be figure out what maybe your clients want mm, as a point true. to figure out well, who can you have referrals to? Yes. You know, what is it that your clients want that you currently can't provide? Yep. You know, for an accountant, that might be, we're not financial planners here at CATS. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, some of our clients want financial planning. They need financial planning. So, we yep. need to have financial planning referral partners that we know that we can trust and send our clients to and that adds value to us. Mm. Um, that financial planner can think, well, what do my clients need? <laughs> and mm. that could be, well, we right. know they need accountants. So, how can we help each other to then give our clients what they want to provide you know, more value for us? Yeah. Is there anything else? There was a, you go. Sorry. Sorry. There was, um, I did something for uh, someone the other day and, and they sent me something. I'll show you in a sec. Um, and I don't think enough people do this well, and it's uh, recognition um, or acknowledgement. Um, and so when, yeah, so when somebody does something for you, take the time to actually go out of your way and thank them. And that yeah. could be um, with a handwritten card. It could be a phone call. Mm. Um, but I got sent the other day um, uh, this box, right, and it came all wrapped up, right, and cool. um, it's cards for uniqueness. Now, this particular person <laughs> does leadership coaching right okay. and they change cultures in organizations right but what she's provided here is this range of cards and they've got like uh, 52 cards with a bunch of different questions on them right. now why she's thought this would be important is because in the explanation it talks about having um well, ways to create good team culture give everybody a card and then start out um uh uh, getting people talking. So mm. either I could turn up to, you know, cats and sort of saying, hi, guys, um, we're just going to do a, a fun little exercise. Um, everybody take a card and then just walk up and read one of those cards and then just talk about it. Cool. But when you think about what's happening there is people are getting to know one another and they're mm. learning to trust one another or mm. learning something else about them, and which mm. creates a good culture, yep. right? So that particular gift is very, very powerful for me because now I actually have some – uh, thing that I can actually use in mm. my networking business, right? Mm. Yeah. To create good cultures and stuff like that. And every time I just keep on bringing up her name. Yeah, exactly. So cool. there's, there's, great. there's a great referral partner house. Wow. She's helped me out, mm. provide something of value that's always going to be. Um, now, I don't want to do what she does, mm. right? Mm. So it makes sense for me to sort of say, hey, I got this great tip from AJ. Mm. And by the way, if you want to know more, Here's how you um, would yeah. get a detail. So, Glenn, I've got to send you a box of 52 cards with questions <laughs> around numbers and accounting. So, that'll be like, well, I am in credit card debt. And then, <laughs> and then to discuss. <laughs> well, actually, funnily enough, you did it by giving me the, um, uh, the, the seven or the Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, right? yeah seven, seven ways, ways to grow. Seven yeah. ways, right, to grow a business. Um, now, I leave that branded, right, you, all right, right cool. Um but I show people that all the time. It's sort of saying, oh, awesome. hey, listen, look, you could do all these different things. If you want someone who thinks like that, right, then you've got to chat to my guy, Tim and Dan. Awesome. Right? Awesome. So there's your tool. That's right? cool. Just mm. stamp it and then get your referral partners just to say, hey, have access to this. Share it with all your customers. Mm. Yeah. As long as it's you. And yeah. you could actually build it as a um, as a PDF that um, is uh, – you know, you locked out in some fields, yep. right? Um, yep. And then have it as a clickable, hey, book straight into- It's a great uh, idea. A diary, Sarah's diary. Yeah, that's a really good idea. idea. Um, what is an example of one of those cards? <laughs> I'm very intrigued now. <laughs> Can we discuss one now? Yeah, okay. let's discuss one. Well, okay. All right, well, let me open them up. Um, <laughs> 
So, You've piqued my interest, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't let this go. Okay. Are you a morning person or an evening person? All right. Mm. Okay. But what's one quirk about you that no one else knows? That's card uh, okay. 21, by the way. Quirk. Card 22. Tim, what is a quirk about you that no one else knows? <laughs> do I have to say that about myself or do I have to say it about you? No, no, you have got to say it about you. About uh, yourself. Um, let's see. Oh, I can't think of Why one. Why do start with an easy one? Are you a morning person or a night I'm person? I'm definitely a morning person. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What All about right, you then guys? Dan. Mm. What are the bright, shiny objects that attract you? Uh, the stars, Glenn. <laughs> well, what were you gonna, I thought you were going to say the gaze in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Give us one to ask you, Glenn. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, then I'll, I'll pull out one. Don't pick the good um, one. <laughs> okay. What's the craziest fad you've ever followed? Ooh. Um, wish I'd asked you guys that one. Craziest <laughs> followed, I'd ever followed. <laughs> Probably the um, uh, the Oshies. Right. <laughs> you're getting That's there pretty, fr from Woolies yeah. or Coles or whatever it was really? yeah well, Woolies yeah, yeah yeah I find myself sort of going you know what what are they opening them up and being like a bit like Kinder Surprise <laughs> instantly sort of going wow I'm excited I don't have that one and then and then my kids just um, as soon as I get the set just rip it off and then sell it on eBay for 75 bucks anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny great. that's a good one they, like they are good cards they are, good. they are quite good but you can see how they lighten the mood yeah. and make it um, fun um, mm. uh, you could develop you know uh, one of those yourself or I could introduce mm. you to maybe you could have her on the show yeah, yeah that's um, awesome she'll send you box of cards so that when clients come in you're sort of saying hey tell us something we don't know about you how good pick a card Absolutely. and then and then they get to answer the question and it just lightens the mood yeah, straight absolutely. away, like relaxes them. I, I could find myself doing these in front of, say, a prospect. Yeah. Uh, just to get them to relax. Yeah. Okay, wow. This is, or an interview. True. I'm going to interview some people for um, where we're expanding at the moment. And um, yeah, I could cool. just shoot them with one of these just to get them to relax That's a little awesome. bit and then yeah. go into the questions. I like that. That's a great idea, actually. Yeah. Very cool. 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 All right. Well, I think we're probably coming to the uh, the end of our topic here. Is so there anything else you want to add, Glenn? That's what I was going to say. Is there anything else you want to add? No, to the no. I think you're right. We're coming to the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. So just uh, that uh, officially concludes the main topic, Glenn. If you didn't know, uh, <laughs> we're now moving on to our other things. Um, do you have any other things, Glenn? Is there any uh, anything that's piquing your interest at the moment in terms of literature or music or sport? The one thing that I, I do at the moment is I love um, music when um, I'm either feeling a little bit flat. So mm. I've really found that I'm uh, listening to a lot of either 80s sing-alongs okay. or a lot of dance music, mm, right? Nice. So um, I'll put on my um, Walkman. You know, that's an old age Walkman. Um, <laughs> but I'll put in my earphones and then uh, I'll, I'll be dancing down the street going on to on my way to an appointment. And <laughs> yeah. I'm just having a good time at the moment. moment I don't really care who's around. Um, that's something that's really piquing my interest. My dance that's moves cool. within, in a crowded wow. room. You, that's, um, that's awesome. You play guitar and sing like Jack Johnson, don't you, Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know you do. <laughs> uh, I like it. I was going to ask you, Dan, for a bachelor update. I, are you still a bachelor or? <laughs> <laughs> How 
Yeah, we went on um, Glenn's show on Facebook last week, which is the Better Business Place on Facebook. Uh, he does a live stream every Tuesday with some really useful content, actually. Um, yeah, and it's absolutely. only for business owners. So, I definitely mm-hmm. recommend go searching the Better Business Place on Facebook. And uh, we all teased Dan um, about uh, being a bachelor, although he's not. He, uh, he's been together with Kat for 13 years. Yeah. For, for longer than you and Jade. Under a Jim. lot of pressure yeah. to drop the knee. <laughs> I, w- I will say that it was kind of ironic, though, that this week somebody chimed in and said, um, I'm not married uh, oh. in the questions. Oh, area. yeah, right. And I was yeah. like, you know what? Now I know the link. Maybe you listened to last week's show <laughs> and thought, you know what? If uh, Jack Johnson and Dan can get a, a mention, I- I'll go for a bit of a plug. And I went, you know what? Uh, that's the kind of show we are. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's okay. great. Uh, Tim, do you have another thing? Um, I do. That's a really good album people should listen to, actually. It's by Boy and Bear. Are you a Boy and Bear fan, you guys? Wait, d- didn't they only just recent, like a year ago, release an album? Another one? They did. But it, yeah, so it's not new music. Uh-huh. It's acoustic versions of a lot of their songs, which is just awesome. Mm. So, um, I, I recommend listening to it. They've obviously released it as... I mean, bands are obviously struggling at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, live music is just shut down completely. Yes. So, um, listen to them and uh, support them. It's an awesome album. Yeah. So, keeping it, keeping it music-themed um, here, my other thing this week is an article that I read, and we might go into detail about this. It's actually going to potentially be a future episode of the show. I don't think I spoke about this last week on the podcast, but I spoke with you about it. Okay. Um, but it was an article about how musicians actually make their money mm. um, with streaming and awesome. things like Apple Music and Spotify and mm. and how they earn money through radio plays and how much their songs would have to be listened to <laughs> to actually make minimum wage in Australia. Yeah. Wow. And essentially, um, you know, neglecting live shows because at the moment not many people are doing a live show. Mm. Um but if you're just relying on streams through Spotify and Apple Music, collectively, your music would have to be streamed 650,000 times per month to make minimum wage. That's crazy. Not, sorry, not, not minimum wage, sorry. Ozstart. Oh, oh my wow. God. Yeah. 650,000. Yeah, because it's 0.7 cents per stream, roughly. Right. Well, we have about that many listeners, Dan. So, if they all go listen to this Boy and Bear album, then... Yeah. Once, yeah. Every month. Yeah. Is, that, is that taking into account that there's often several band members? Or is that for a single solo performer? Mm, I don't remember off the top of my head. They, the band that they gave an example for was a four-piece band, but okay. they did have to split yeah. the income. This is the thing, Glenn. I never thought about this yeah. and, until recently, but how good... Uh, being a solo artist, that mm. all income goes to you versus a band with like, say, seven members like the Cat Empire. Yeah. You're going to have to split that. Which is why they're constantly touring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They need to, to mm. keep it going. So, the only thing I've got on that is um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I went to the teller machine and took out $200, but I left the $200 there. Then I backed Whoa. up probably about 25 meters and... Um, just watch someone come along and find the $200, right? And then just, I just saw how it changed them. I just had that incredible, oh my God, look, I can't believe this. They were standing in the machine. Now, I don't know how much money they were going to try and get out. I don't know um, uh, what their particular position was in. But I got a real buzz, something that I've never, ever done before, just seeing someone have that $200 windfall. 
What, wow. what, what inspired you to do that? <laughs> yeah, that's hectic. Um, uh, somebody uh, just uh, twenty bucks challenge. would have been do fine. something random. <laughs> wow, uh, that was uh, for somebody else that you um, may not get to see the the benefit of, wow. and that's the only thing that I could come up with. That is or not that's a the thing that I came up with. There's not a Tim's tight ass tip, but uh, but I like it nevertheless. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm. I think that um, that's that would have been fascinating to watch what they did. Yeah. yeah, it was the sixth. Well, that would have been you know about 60, 65, I reckon. Oh, it was wow. an old lady, wow. right? And um, uh, wasn't dressed flashily or anything like that. Yeah. I just thought you know that might have bought groceries for a week. Yeah, absolutely. And I've done the same sort of thing, but on a much smaller smaller scale. Um, bought myself um, a coffee and then um, said, "Hadison, there's ten. Um, that's for you." And um, ten um, uh, by the next two behind me. Right, nice. and then you just um, go down and sit down, and then when they get the counter <laughs> and sort of saying, "No, no, no, someone's already paid for that." That's awesome. I've seen that reaction as well. That's I cool. actually um, heard about an AFL player, a G- GWS player, bought someone's fuel petrol um, at a service station one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, right. they're all doing this thing of random acts of kindness. Yeah, yeah. and um, and yeah, that was his thing. He bought someone's petrol. I've time. often, I've often, I've never done it, but I have often thought about if I'm. If you're ever standing behind someone or something and they go to pay and it doesn't work and they can't, they don't have the money. I have often thought, what would I do in that scenario? And I like to think I'd pay for it, mm. depending on the cost. <laughs> well, like, get out of the line, Bozo. Yeah. <laughs> how it makes you feel. Yeah. Like, because I mean, it totally changed. And that's what this person challenged me on. Um, what is your emotional feeling and response mm. to seeing someone's reaction who, um, and I was given instructions, you can't walk up and sort of say, hey, by the way, you can keep that. That was mine, mm. all right, um, to the lady with the $200. But um, just to sit back and just witness that and just going, wow, okay, I made a difference in someone's life today that's totally random and doesn't mm. know me. Mm. That's cool. Mm. That's cool. I like it. All right. Well, I think that's a good note to, to finish up on. Thanks mm. for uh, coming on today, Glenn, yeah. and chatting yeah, with great. us. And I Very think, different show. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, I think uh, a lot of people will get a lot out of it and especially start thinking about your referral networks yeah. and, and who you can be um, giving to. So really. valuable. Yeah, that's right. Don't think yeah. about what you can receive. Think about yeah. what you can give. It'll come back to you. I promise yeah. you. If people want to get in touch with you, Glenn, how do they do that? Um, well, I love Facebook, so probably that's the best way. Either Glenn Kirkwood or um, look under my Facebook page, that referral guy. Or better yet, if you're a business, why don't you come in, as Tim said, to come in and look for the better business place. We'd love to have you. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Right. And to get in touch with us, all the usual spots, at 2drunkpodcast at gmail.com, sorry, 2drunkpodcast at gmail.com, at 2drunkaccountants on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Send us through your questions. Then uh, send us through uh, some reviews and likes on Apple, especially. That's where people find us. We will yeah. read some out if we get any good ones over the next couple of weeks. We've learned today that a review of our podcast is a referral. To yes, us, exactly. Which is very nice. So we'd appreciate some referrals to the podcast. Tell a friend about us, even mm. that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will calculate it.